Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Roland, welcome back for another uh, episode of CareCast here. Yes, yes. Karen, that's CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life. Wow. It's a lot of that. That's a, tall, that's a tall order. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Why, why don't we just make it like one of those? Like, like just family or maybe Or faith like, or life. I mean, are we getting paid enough here to do all this? <laughs> we should be getting paid triple. Triple. For doing three different extremely important topics. Well, but we're doing God's work. That is true. That's true. Our so. rewards are in heaven. <laughs> true. They're <laughs> stored up. Stored up. Yes. God. That's right. Good. Exactly. So, yeah, we do love doing this, um, although occasionally we have to talk about some pretty uncomfortable things. Yes. Uh, this one in particular, now you know me, Rollin. I can I can be a fairly reasonable guy, and even if I don't necessarily agree with somebody's position on something, I can often sort of understand where they're coming from and mm-hmm. what the reasoning is in terms of how they arrive there. But I'm hearing a new argument now uh, in light of the Supreme Court leak on the Dobbs versus Jackson case, which came out uh, a couple weeks ago here. We're a couple weeks away from that. And uh, with the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned, some of the folks on the pro-choice side um, have been pretty upset. Lots of different things coming out on that side. And and I think a, a relatively new argument is starting to emerge. Yeah. My theory is that they see the writing on the wall that they're, you know, quote unquote, losing the battle, I suppose, at some level. And so I guess some of the traditional arguments that you might have heard from the pro-choice side, they feel as though maybe those are losing arguments. They're they're losing in the court of public opinion in some way, shape or form. And so they're kind of trying to come up with new arguments as to argue as to why the pro-life position is wrong and the pro-choice position is right. So the latest one that I've heard is that basically that pro-lifeness is is white supremacy. Yes. Right? So pro-life people, the pro-life position is racist. Um, it, it's a representation of white supremacy. And honestly, Roland, I'm having a really hard time figuring that one out. Well, I'm a black man. You, you are. Know, all you day. Are. And on a podcast, you're not able to see that, you're but not, all trust day. us. Trust, I, all day. <laughs> all day. Yeah, I, we have not done yet done a podcast in which you have not been a black man. Yeah, every single day I wake up and I'm like, dang, again. So I just started to go with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> As a kid. But this one is just it's just absolutely baffling because if you think about like the perspective that sort of illustrates white supremacy is really mm-hmm. this notion that in many ways it'd be better not to have black people around. Right. Essentially. I mean, if you think about, you know, just the, you know, classic white supremacists over the over, you know, history or whatever. I mean, everything from the Klan to you know, Hitler or whatever. I mean, a part of the final solution for all of them was really, you know, not to have black people around. So if you're a white supremacist and a black person was not, you know, like in the South and, you know, you know, and, and a black person was not doing what you wanted them to do or you weren't able to fully control them the way that you wanted to. The final solution was to eliminate their lives. That's why we had lynching laws. I mean, lynchings and things of that nature and, mm-hmm. and a big push in the black community around anti-lynching. Right. Mm-hmm. So so the way that you exercise that mm-hmm. from a life perspective was that you end the life of the black person. Right. Right. And you try to put them in a vulnerable position. So you get a lot of people together. And then you in, in their most vulnerable position, and then you end their life. Mm-hmm. That is the premise, and that's kind of the kind of the final solution for white supremacists. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it in that context, it seems to me that 
if you're supporting the abortion argument, that's actually what you're doing. I mean, the most vulnerable state of any black person or person in general is in the womb. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when we're, we're alive, but we're the most dependent life that we could possibly ever, ever be. And we're very dependent upon another person basically to help sustain that life. We have a situation where a disproportionate number of black people, black children, are aborted in the womb. I think Absolutely. black women are about, what, 30% of the abortions, something like that, like, 30, yeah. I think like 38, 35% of the abortions, and about 13% of the, you know, with black people are about 13% of the population. So, But, yeah, almost 40% of the abortions. Uh, right, but if you do, actually half of those black people are black men. So you're talking about actually about, what, 6% of the population yeah. Is about 30% of the abortions right, right, in right. terms of yeah. the women having abortions. Yeah. So yeah. we are disproportionately represented with abortion. And the whole premise there is to end the life of a vulnerable black person right. yep. in the womb. Right. Which right. to me sounds like more like the white supremacy argument than than the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, there's a really great illustration, I think, that I'll ask you to to do momentarily. But I guess just another way of looking at it is that so the pro-life movement, so essentially the people that are trying to make sure that more black children are born, they're the racists. Right. And the people who are fighting for the right of black women to end the lives of their own children through abortion, they're not racist. Right. Again, like I said, Roland, I'm having a really hard time getting my head around that one. I mean, you can maybe make the argument that race is not a factor at all in it because it's just it's it, it, the the sort of, I guess, support for abortion sort of supersedes race in some ways, that it's just this human mm-hmm. right. And, you know, and as we've talked about on this podcast many, many times, it's almost treated like a sacrament right. among the, in the pro-choice movement. And race has nothing to do with it. Women have a right to choose to do, with, you know, do whatever they want with their pregnancies. And abortion is one of those human rights that we have. And, right. But then, but the pro-choice movement has chosen, ironically, to bring race yes. into the picture by yes. saying, actually, no, this is a race issue. And it's the pro-life people who are racist. Yeah. Um, the, I, I tried to get through an explanation. It was an interview, I believe, that was done on NPR fairly recently with somebody who was a big advocate of this position that pro-life is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to kind of get through her argument and read through it. And it really honestly wasn't making a whole lot of sense. I think it really had to do with the issue that you brought up earlier, which is control. Right. The way that white people control black women is basically by forcing them to give birth to their children. Mm-hmm. But like you said, in an environment in which white supremacy is operating, the goal is to have as few black people as possible, right? A- right, absolutely. And, right. To, and to control, and, 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 and right. frankly, not just to control them in what children they have, but to control them in, in terms of them not having children and also to, frankly, to control their children. Right. I mean, that it right. really doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. It's not a very efficient way. To control. Right. It might be an efficient way to control people in an environment in which you can't kill them. Right. So if you – we can't kill these – this group of people that we don't like. So we're going to do whatever we can to control them because we just can't kill them. Yes. But abortion is exa- actually exactly what a racist would want because it's like, oh, my gosh, we don't even have to worry about controlling them. We could just eliminate them entirely. Right. And that's why Hitler changed yes. the laws in Germany to make it legal to kill Jewish people. Right. That's right. Because it's like, well – why should we bother trying to control Jewish people if we could just kill them? Absolutely. It, it, it's what, so abortion is the way to make sure that there are fewer 
black people. It, 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 the result of it? The result of it. The right. result of it. Right. Now, again, I can't speak to people's intentions or yeah. whatever because yeah. I, I think that there's a maybe a perspective out there. But the result of it, the mm-hmm. practical result of it, yes. is that it has a what disparate impact. Disparate impact. A disparate impact mm-hmm. on on black on black people. And I think there's another thing too, which is kind of built in, embedded in this argument. The whole premise behind abortion, essentially, for the child who is being aborted, is that there's nothing good that can come from this child. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the argument. That's yes. why I always I kind of use the illustration if a woman's about to have an abortion, you know, and, you know, the doctor comes in and say, listen, we're about ready to do this procedure, but we got some news. We got this new technology. It's it's kind of like, I don't know, what was it, the Minority Report? I think right. it was the movie. Right, predict the future. Yeah. Kind of interesting pun there, but right, the Minority right. Report. Like, right. so we have the Minority Report for your child. Right. You're a black woman sitting here about to abort. We have a Minority Report on your child. And you're about to give birth to a child who's going to be the next Oprah Winfrey or Barack Obama or, you know, pick any other. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. And we know that. So let's move forward and do the abortion. Do you think the woman would? Right. Probably not. Probably not. Why? Because the, the, the argument in that moment is that even though my circumstances now might look dire economically, so whatever, my future looks different. In other words, the, the future of this child is different. In other words, this child is no longer a net negative, but a net positive. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you're when you're making the abortion decision, you have to believe nothing good can come from this. It's not even 50-50. It's, it's less than 50%. Like, predominant perspective is that this child is going to be a net negative on me, a net negative on society, on our family. Nothing good can come from this. Mm-hmm. If you have a society that supports and is perfectly comfortable Mm -hmm. with that high percentage of black children being aborted. Mm -hmm. That means that that society agrees with the perspective that when it comes to black children, on average, Mm -hmm. more than any other children, Mm -hmm. they are a net negative for society. In other words, with a black child, it's more likely that nothing good is going to come from that child. Mm -hmm. And convincing black women that that's, that, that is the mm. perspective, that mm. nothing good will come from your child. Mm. Nothing good can come from you. Nothing good can come from your people. Who does that sound like? Right, right. That's yeah. right out of the Klan's playbook. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what they believe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That nothing good can come from you? Nothing good? There's nothing redeemable about your, about your people? Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. redeemable about your legacy, your future? Nothing? That, that is the height. Mm-hmm. That is the height of what... You know, it, it means to have that that perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the most shocking things to me is particularly with with, with the this conversation about Roe being over, overturned. Right. And I don't know when, when this comes out, kind of where that decision will be. But but one of the things I thought was most interesting, I was reading an article about Roe being, Roe being overturned. And they had some folks who were saying this is going to have, you know, just a, a very negative impact on women of color, in particular mm-hmm. black women or whatever, because uh, they, they, they're going to have less access to abortion. Mm-hmm. They're going to have less access right. to abortion than they currently do. And so right now we're about 38 percent or 35, 30, 30, 35, 38 mm-hmm. percent, somewhere like that, in terms of the number of, of, of mm-hmm. children that are aborted. Mm-hmm. That number is not high enough. Right, 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 right. So, so having, you know. Yeah. That many black children. That's really we need to increase access mm-hmm. so that even more black children would yeah. be aborted. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that, too. Yeah. This whole idea that, you know, 13 percent of the population is black. Thirty some odd percent of abortions are among black women. And they're basically trying to make the argument that 
there's not enough yes. access to abortion yes. in the black community. That, yes. And we need more. And overturning Roe is going to endanger all that. And it's yeah. just. And so even with that, they were yeah. saying even now, even today. Right. They were making the argument that even today, the right. current access is not enough. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, wait. And, so we and we're, what, and we're the racist. And so what, what percentage yeah. of black children need to be aborted so we have the proper access? Should it be 40, 50, 60? Yeah. Who does that sound like? I know. I know. It's Like I said, Ron, I cannot figure this one out. This I, one is beyond my ability. And, you know, the th- crazy thing is, you, as you know, I spend a lot of time speaking to folks on this issue and going to pregnancy centers and doing dinners and, and, and speaking at dinners and doing keynotes for these events. And invariably, I go to these rooms and they are predominantly white people mm-hmm. giving their time, their talent and their treasure, mm-hmm. right, to support pregnancy centers who have a high percentage, typically it's like about 30% of our clients, kind of matches the numbers, mm-hmm. are, are, are black. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you have this room full of white folks mm-hmm. giving their time, their talent, and their treasure to make sure that black women mm-hmm. have access to a life-affirming choice. Right. And so that, right, so that more black children are yes. actually born into a stable situation. Exactly. And, and they're, they're the, racist. the racist. Yeah. And the people who are protesting outside... Right. To reduce the opportunity for more choices right. other than the abortion choice. Right. They're the good guys. They're the good guys. Yeah. They're not racist. It, I know. It's it's absolutely insane. It's insane. I guess, I guess if there's a silver lining in all this, it's that, you know, maybe it's showing some sign of desperation in the pro-choice movement that they're trying to just make some arguments stick yeah. because I guess they feel as though many of the arguments that they've tried to make over the last de- several decades have not. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll leave that discussion for another day. But for now, yeah. um, we, of course, always love to get folks' feedback. They can email us at carecast at care-net.org and let us know what they think about this idea that pro-life people are, are racist and pro-choice people are not. So let us know what you think. And uh, thank you, Roland, for yet another good, good discussion. You're welcome. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.